Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again, Martin Popoff here back for another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We're part of a vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast network of exclusively music podcasts. Very cool stuff. Uh, lots of people who really are wise music swamis. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right, this episode... Uh, episode 122, bit of a mouthful for a title, but uh, it, it basically takes care of things. Uh, we're calling this Best New Wave of British Heavy Metal Bands Now, shortened to Best N-W-O-B-H-M Bands Now. Um, this is a, a uh, episode that was suggested by Derek Tolmy, so thank you very much for this, Derek. Uh, I've morphed it a little bit, and I've, I've excluded a few and added a few and kind of focused down to what it is. Um, but essentially, what we're going to be looking at here is uh, the original new wave of British heavy metal bands that are in operation now who are doing the best job of flying the flag for the new wave of British heavy metal. Now, that's going to mean some different things, and there's some qualifying, and then when we get to the honorable mention, uh, honorable mentions, we'll talk about a few that I've excluded for various reasons and why I've excluded them, and uh, and obviously I'll argue for these five and why I included them. Um, so I think we'll, we're going to cover a lot of ground here in this episode. I thought this was a really cool episode, good concept. Uh, take a listen to our first track, though. This is Venom with 100 Miles to Hell. All 
All right, Venom. Wow. So, um, so the interesting thing about this one, by the way, I'm putting these in in reverse awesomeness order. So when we get to number five, that is the most awesome example of this uh, best uh, new wave of British heavy metal bands now concept. Uh, so we're starting with Venom, and I had to put them first because of a couple things here. Uh, it's always deba- debatable how. Uh, part of the new wave of British heavy metal Venom should be with that sound that they had. It was a very weird sound, but they were on neat records. Um, it was a, it was a death metal, a thrash metal, a black metal sound. It was very dirty, uh, which isn't something that most new wave of British heavy metal bands did, but um, I wanted to include them here because I think they're doing a great job of staying faithful to their uh, original sound. Now, the uh, the other interesting so so again, so this is from Storm the Gates 2018, uh but they've, you know, from the very depths, Fallen Angels, Hell, Metal Black, Resurrection, all of this is happening in the 2000s. So so they are doing a good job a of being prolific and b uh although the you know, the band lineup is uh, is um Kronos uh, with two guys who aren't original Venom guys. So this is one of the reasons later I'm going to kick out some honorable mentions. But in this case, I wanted to, uh, I, I felt it was valid to include them because it is Kronos's, you know, awesome vocals, uh, bass, of course, as well. And they were only a trio anyways to begin with. So it is one third of the lineup. But you've also got Stuart LaRage Dixon on guitars, 2007 to the present. Danny Dante Needham drums, 2009 to the present. So these guys have been around for quite a while as well. And this isn't their first records for the band either, um, or first record for the band. So when you listen to this album, uh, you definitely hear the Venom sound. You hear that you hear the wall of drums, Abaddon drum sound. Uh, you definitely hear Cronus's voice. You hear the recording dirty on purpose. Remember, we just did a, an episode of that recently. And yeah, Venom was part of that weren't they um so you definitely get uh i i think a valid a valid uh you know reproduction of venom's new wave of british heavy metal sound arguably uh, arguable whether they belong or not and one honorable mention i did want to uh say fits into this a little bit is motorhead because again we we included them on recording badly on purpose and motorhead is also debatable whether they belong in the new wave of British heavy metal. I've always said they do, of course, uh, but a lot of people think the sound is a little off, plus they start a little early uh, to be included in the whole thing. But I thought Venom or, or Motorhead would be another great example. I didn't pick them because I wanted Venom to um, represent this end of it, which is, which is, you know, Motorhead were a band that, see, it's a funny one. See, Motorhead were a band that made lots and lots and lots of records. They they more or less stayed faithful to their sound, but they constantly sort of cleaned it up. Uh, the, the productions were better, but they they did a good job of staying close to their sound. But again, their sound is a little bit, a bit off. And again, they're, they're a trio. So, so later on, even though it's the one original guy, they had a stable lineup for a long, long time. And uh, they could have been included in here as well. But I just thought, you know, Motorhead had done so much to to distinguish themselves over the decades outside of the new wave of British heavy metal. I thought it was kind of cool to almost not include them in here and and just leave them on the hallowed ground that Lemmy and uh, and um, Phil and Mickey deserve to be left in. All right, so let's move on to our second one. Take a listen to this. This is Saxon with the Seeker of Flight. Right, but never saw his work begun. 
All right, so I wanted to include Saxon in here, but Saxon has a different problem. They're, they're slightly problematic in another way, but they deserve to be included because they are awesome in another way as well. First off, I wanted to pick a song of theirs that did feel like it, it was part of the Saxon New Wave of British Heavy Metal sound. And there is a lot of New Wave of British Heavy Metal to Saxon sound, but their one problem is that um, they they are a band that, you know, I've often complained recently that that there's not a lot of difference. There's not a lot of daylight between Judas Priest's Firepower, Saxon's last five albums, and Accept's last five albums, right? The Mark Turnillo years. Is it five? I'm not even sure. It might be six, might be four. Um, but um, the point is, is that Saxon, a lot of people have complained a little bit that they are more or less a bunch of old guys playing power metal essentially is what is, is, you know, the big criticism of them, but no, I mean, there is a lot of music they've come up with. I mean, listen to this 2001 killing ground, 2004 Lionheart, 2007, the inner sanctum, 2009 into the labyrinth, 2011 called arms, 2013 sacrifice, 2015 battering Ram, 2018 thunderbolt. And they've done, they've done a covers album, but I wanted to a, to play something that sounded a little new wave of British heavy metal and B was from their very most recent album. And the fact of the matter is it's awesome that they've made this many records. First of all, that's really cool. Uh, they, they've kept the, the cover art. They've kept the lyrical themes, uh, you know, close and faithful to the new wave of British heavy metal. And despite them, you know, playing a little faster and a little more professional and a little more, more Euro and a little more power metal, there is lots and lots and lots of new wave of British heavy metal across these great albums. There's lots to, lots to really like about Saxon. And the last thing I want to say about Saxon is they definitely have a very legitimate lineup. You've got the main guy, Biff, with his voice and his lyrics and he's leading the band greatly um you've got paul quinn on in there on guitars you know he's he's an original part of that writing team and then doug scarrett and nibs carter have been around forever as well and nigel glockler one of the great new wave of british heavy metal drummers he came into the band on the eagle has landed and then his first uh, studio album of course was the power and glory awesome awesome album he's a huge part of the band and he's a writer as well so super legitimate lineup nobody is going to complain about this lineup not being legitimate saxon um you know they they've been they've been an institution for a long time and wow for for a for a bank of albums like this what is this one two three four five six seven eight nine studio albums uh, since since 2000. That's pretty incredible. Uh, so they, they definitely belong in this as well as one of the best new wave of British heavy metal bands now. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, back again here. History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Um, episode 122, best new wave of British heavy metal bands now. Um, I, I don't think I've said new album once, have I, uh, in this episode? Yeah, that's the that's the thing everybody complains about, eh? This thing's too long. How do you say it? Um, anyways, uh, take a listen to this. This is our third selection. Uh, this is Iron Maiden with Speed of Light.
All right, so I definitely thought I should include Iron Maiden in here because they are a very interesting case. Obviously, they're one of the biggest bands in all of heavy metal history. They're far and away, far, far, far and away, the new wave of British heavy metal band that succeeded the most. Um, and the other very interesting thing about Iron Maiden, well, a bunch of interesting things, totally legitimate lineup. And we got no problems there. Made lots and lots and lots of music. We've got no problems there. They've been very prolific since, since um, you know, 2000, since Bruce came back. And the other cool thing about them is that they essentially, and this is for better or worse, uh, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about the new album Senjutsu. And for that reason, I wanted to slap it a little bit on the wrist and play something from the previous album. So Speed of Light is from the Book of Souls. I also wanted to play something that was uh, that was really up-tempo and feels like a new wave of British heavy metal song. But my point is, including them in here and so high up the list, uh, is the fact that they essentially established their sound on peace of mind. I mean, what I've always said about Iron Maiden is they made an incredible bank of records. It is absolutely the best run of records within the new wave of British heavy metal. Iron Maiden, Killers, Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind. and But they're all different from each other, I think, by a fair bit. But essentially, they established their sound on peace of mind. A big part of that is Nico McBrain coming in as drummer. And they've essentially never changed their sound ever again. So they sound antique still. And they sound very antique on Senjutsu. But also, what is this antique sound? You could say it's Iron Maiden, right? You could say there's so much personality in all those different guys in a combination they're a little bit like the who when we talk about i think i did a an episode about um bands of individuals right where you really feel the individual personalities of of the guys in a band so iron maiden essentially are playing the most old style faithful new wave of british heavy metal music of of many many bands and especially of a massive 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 band like how dare they not grow essentially <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm fine with that and i do believe that's kind of the case and a lot of people are really saying that's the case with the new album because it is long songs that are kind of slow or mid-paced uh you know the initial excitement on that album has really kind of worn off i've noticed lately nobody's really talking about it anymore it's kind of odd um uh, but no, I, I definitely think uh, they are one of the first bands that come to comes to mind uh, when you when you want to talk about this concept. A lot of people won't talk about them because they're so massive and it doesn't feel like they're part of the scene. But the amazing thing is Iron Maiden quietly and tacitly and without, you know, particularly talking about the new wave of British heavy metal over the years has essentially been flying the flag at the very uppermost top level for the new wave of British heavy metal ever since they started uh, back in whatever year you want to pick, 1974, but let's say 1980, and they haven't stopped. They haven't stopped all the way up to Senjutsu right now in uh, in 2021. Pretty incredible. Um, all right, let's move on to our number fourth example in the intensifying feel of this whole thing. Take a listen to this. This is Tokyo Blade with Burning Rain.
All right, so this is an interesting band. I, I can't believe we already featured Tokyo Blade literally two episodes ago, which is pretty bizarre, our Made for Japan episode. Uh, but this is a band that that is a, a key right in their new wave of British heavy metal band. They got a little bit of a late start. Feels a little bit like Exodus to me in Thrash. Like they, you know, their first album comes out a little later than the reputation, uh, you know, deserves. But the first album, 1983, Night of the Blade, 1984, arguably the year when the new wave of British heavy metal is almost over. Black Hearts and Jaded Spades was a perfectly good album as well. Uh, but then they made albums through the 80s and all that. Um, uh, and later on in into the 2000s, we've got, uh, well, I, Eye of the Storm is a re-release of no, of, of no Remorse, but we've got Thousand Men Strong, Unbroken is a great album, and this song is off of Dark Revolution just from last year, 2020. But wow, what a sound, eh, in that. So the sound is definitely completely legitimate, old school Tokyo Blade, that same product, those same production values with the with the egregiously distorted guitars and kind of a wall of sound. And and the songwriting is so new wave of British heavy metal as well. So I love that. It's great songwriting, legit recording uh, values uh, in terms of that that analog feel, but the new wave of British heavy metal analog feel. Um, I love that this is, uh, uh, you know, a, an obscure band being very exciting doing great music now and the amazing thing again is that we've got a super super legitimate lineup in in fact a you know essentially the tokyo blade lineup the classic lineup which is amazing uh here we are 40 years later but you've got andy bolton on guitar uh john wiggins on guitar as well andy Wrighton on bass steve pierce on drums and most importantly for any legitimacy of any lineup of course lead vocalist we've got alan marsh on those great lead vocals and he's been back in the band since 2016 so yeah, cool. Yeah, you, you you can't you can't fault Tokyo Blade for fitting this process or or this concept uh perfectly. So that was Burning Rain. Um let's listen to our last and bestest of all of these tracks and all of these examples. Take a listen to this. This is Angel Witch with Death from Andromeda. <laughs> All right, so I totally, totally had to put Angel Witch in here, and I totally had to put them last because they're two reunion albums, and we'll get to that. They're not exactly reunion albums, but the the two Angel Witch albums uh, that have happened recently, um, As Above, So Below is 2012, so it's a long time ago, but this was from Angel, Angel of Light, uh, which is just 2019, and it's a masterpiece of of new wave of British heavy metal sound and and more so more importantly it's a masterpiece in terms of uh, well actually both of them are so you've got as above so below and angel of light are the two are the two new era angel witch albums and they stand up to the amazing amazing high standard set by the debut self-titled angel witch album uh, 1980 back on bronze but essentially the entire lineup of albums or discography is is that great uh you know 
an album that is better than the Iron Maiden album, but as as we've discussed, you know, in in this uh, podcast before, who knows which episodes, but Iron Maiden took off like a rocket and Angel Witch fizzled. Um, but Angel Witch, with their debut, was actually better. At, you know, for for one brief instance, Angel Witch was the better band than Iron Maiden back in 1980. Incredible, incredible record. Everybody loves it. It's high up the list of everybody's favorite New Wave of British heavy metal albums. But uh, then things went south. Uh, we got lineup changes, breakups, Screaming and Bleeding doesn't come out until 1985. So five years elapsed before we get an album. Uh, it's not very good. Frontal Assault is even worse, 1986. But then they go away and they come back. Now, who comes back? That's the important thing. So the point here is, and we're including them here, it's a little bit of a Motorhead and Venom story. Uh, I'm saying they're okay and they're legit. A, for the sound, but B, because the old band was only a trio anyways, and the main guy is back here, the main guy on songwriting, lead guitar, and vocals, those amazing vocals. We're talking about Kevin Hayborn, of course. But uh, you've got Jimmy Martin on rhythm guitars, only 2015 to the present, and Frederick Jansen on drums, only 2016 to the present. Uh, so even from as above, so below, things have changed. But the point is, this sounds amazingly, amazingly like old Angel Witch. The production values, wall of sound, again, quite a bit like Tokyo Blade. A lot of noise, a lot of distortion, wall of sound, but still great bottom end. Uh, so you've got an, an incredibly legitimate... Uh, sounding record, you know, back to their early days, just like Tokyo Blade uh, did as well. But yeah, killer riffs. Wow. Uh, great vocals from Kevin. Uh, great grooves on this. I love the the opener, Don't Turn Your Back. Of course, this song, Death from Andromeda. I almost picked We Are the Damned to play. I love I Am Infamy on here. Um, the closing title track's amazing. Proggy, very crushing sound uh, to that as well. Um, so I just thought this was amazing and great album covers too, by the way. So, so yeah, check out Angel Witches as above, so below from 2012, 2013, depending, uh, and, and, and Angel of Light from 2019. So there you go. That was our reverse order. Our five examples of the greatest new wave of British heavy metal bands, uh, you know, in operation in later light in, in later time, um, later, whatever, and, and what they're doing with it. A few honorable mentions and why I've left them out. Tank, Tank still having that that, that um, you know th that uh, that war between Algae and the other band. The other band is not a fully legit lineup because it's not the Brabs Brothers and Algae, of course, who were operating in the new wave of British heavy metal. And also, their sound is a little bit too cleaned up and too power metal, so they're not exactly even sounding like the old Tank. But they're a good band. So Tank, which find I just didn't think the new material stood up to the old material. Not that the old material is that beloved uh in the world either uh and they haven't done very much tigers of pantang the lineup is just too illegitimate it's it's not john deverell it's not jess cox it's uh and and also because the the pieces aren't in place uh it doesn't even really sound like they're trying to be legitimate old school new wave british heavy metal again a little bit too power metal uh quartz came back for an album fear no evil but they just didn't didn't do much um Savage is an interesting case. Savage did some good records in the 90s. I remember when Neat uh, got back together again with Holy Wars and Babylon, Hyperactive. Uh, not Hyperactive. Uh, that's that's their 80s sort of a commercial thingy. <laughs> but Holy Wars and Babylon were pretty cool. And, uh, you know, 
Sons of Malice 2012. These are hard albums to even sort of get and find, but you can actually go on YouTube and play these albums. But Sons of Malice 2012 and 7 uh, 2015, very legitimate sound. Uh, I almost included these guys. Uh, it's it's definitely, this is fitting, you know, very, very neatly in our department with Angel Witch and Tokyo Blade the most out of what we used for example so savage check out savage their their new material still amazing amazing riff writing from those guys which finder general they only did one album and again it's not zeb park so it's not really sounding like old witch finder uh diamond head an interesting case I think Brian Tatler still has that great spirit of great songwriting and riff writing that he's had. And they've put out a few albums. They haven't been super prolific like like a Saxon, who obviously are the gold standard of this. Um, but the other thing that bothers me is that it's not Sean Harris. So, you're, you're, you know, you were getting Nick Tart and then they even changed the singer again, unfortunately. Um, so um, I, I really preferred Nick a, as a singer. I, I thought what they did with him was was probably the you know the best newer stuff but it's been it's been a, a little bit of a spotty sort of um thing there but again you know legitimate sound and brian what a songwriter i mean he's just such a great uh riff writer uh clovenhoof is an interesting case they came in kind of towards the tail end of the new wave of british heavy metal it's good stuff but it's only the bassist plus a bunch of guys so the the lineup wasn't legitimate enough raven is an interesting case here so raven Legit lineup. We, you know, you've got the two Gallagher brothers, uh, not Noel and Liam. Uh, I must, I might say. Um, but Joe Hasselvander on drums on a lot of these records. So, the problem with Raven is they've they've kind of cleaned up their sound too much to be considered like the old classic Raven. Uh, it's fast, um, but it's fast and it feels a little power metally. And I think Joe really um, sounds almost too much like a power metal drummer. Um, so Raven, I could have I could have put them in here, you know, and they've been semi prolific, you know, one for all, walk through fire, extermination, Metal City, just last year, twenty twenty, uh, they put out a new album, so it could have included them as well. Um, and there you go, those are all my honorable mentions. I did want to uh, mention a few things, uh, you know, some comments on our last episode, which was all about greatest hits plus. Uh, this was songs added to greatest hits albums, new studio tracks. Um, so. So on the Facebook, we've got some some comments. Joe Beck writes in, great show and topic. Kiss also had those not-so-love songs, Let's Put the X in Sex and You Make Me Rock Hard on Smashes and Thrashes hits. Um, I actually don't mind those songs. I remember when I heard Me Wise Magic, I was in Florida, so that I did include uh, from Van Halen. I was in Florida having a great time, was pumped for the reunion that never happened, but eventually did 10 years later. Primal Scream. You know, he's coming on another one that I put in there is an awesome song and still featured in Motley Crue's live set. Uh, Nikki shoots flames from his bass during it. Neil Miller, who's given me a lot of great examples, you know, uh, inspired a couple shows recently, puts uh, Let's Put the X in Sex is one of the most entertaining Kiss songs ever just for that video with the dancing guitarist Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons doing some epic bass fart moves. That was my <laughs> my concept of these Gene songs, you know, darn, 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 you know, that whole idea. Amidst clouds of dry ice. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, 
Dean Doherty writes uh, that video with Polly on that swingy thing was pretty mesmerizing too. Uh, let's see. Tegan, Jane, Kaya, Garcia, Evans writes, great episodes as always. Thank you, Tegan. Kings X had in their mid-90s best of album that had Sally on it. One of my favorite lighter alternative tracks by the band. It's wholesome and sweet. Junior's Gone Wild is probably one of the best heavy songs ever. It doesn't really count seeing it was played in a movie soundtrack. Still, it's worth a spot on any Kings X playlist. Uh, let's see. Uh, Neil writes again. Uh, comments on on, um, you know, I, I talked about Bitter Pill and His Slave. We're definitely the first that came to mind for this topic. I can't forgive them for emitting Livewire and Too Young to Fall in Love because the new song is so good. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Could have removed same old situation. Uh, let's see. Carlos Abad writes, great episode. I love Who Made Who 2 easily in my top 10 favorite ACDC songs that I included, of course. Uh, let's see. Rodrigo C.A. writes, love the episode Primal Scream is peak Motley Crue to me. Other examples I thought of include Died from Alice in Chains Music Banks box set. Yep. Uh, let's see. Nobody Rides for Free from Rat and Roll, though I think it was from some soundtrack. Back on Earth from Ozzy's The Ozman Cometh. Uh, two, new, two new tracks in Skid Row's 40 Seasons Forever. Uh, Forever and Fire in the Hole that clearly sound like uh, just out of their first and second albums, uh, respectively. Let's see. Uh, Lee Jones writes, an early example is Rainbow Blues from Jethro Tull's best of album, M.U., uh, typo uh, Rodrigo writes typo negatives hits compilation had some really cool stuff too let's see uh, Dean Doer let's see Steve Polari writes another great episode who made who was the song that finally broke the code with ACDC for me I saw Lou Reed uh, let's see who made who blah 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 uh, let's see love this episode writes Jamie Anderson especially impressed with the accuracy of your discussion on Aerosmith's extensive list of compilation albums you nailed it thank you very much Jamie uh, great to see me uh, me wise, ma uh, me wise magic in there included really well done Martin one thing I would have added would have been riff and roll from Pandora's box so I know it's too obscure let's see Fortuna uh, does reference to the early Pink Floyd singles with Sid Barrett CMLE play and such it's a true chip away the stone. Let's see what else we got. Sammy Hager's unboxed album, High Hopes and Buying My Way into Heaven are also quite good. That comes from Craig Kaminsky. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Augustin Garcia de Paredes writes one that I almost forgot was about uh, Nirvana's You Know You're Right from their Black Hits album from 2002. Interesting. Uh, let's see. It was really good to hear Blue Saraceno era Poison getting a mention, says Gareth Edward. I think the Blue Saraceno and Richie Cotson eras were the best Poison. Martin Olson writes, those new songs on the Dio years were released as Black Sabbath, Not Heaven and Hell. Yeah, that was kind of interesting in there. Um, you know, there, there's some there's some odd stuff going on there. Uh, Kansas Perfect Lover, new song on the 1984 Best of Kansas, writes Neil Miller. So there you go. There's more. Cheap Trick, Reach Out. There's, there's a lot of bands did this uh, did this kind of concept. So thank you very much for filling in the gaps there. And if you like this episode and always want to support future episodes, um, again every every week comes out without you know seven or eight guys, and it keeps it keeps it in in kind of a like perfect case. Like we just threw that by the skin of our teeth. Um, every episode kind of funds itself uh, to, to a modest a modest uh, a little level here. Uh, but yes, go to Kofi rhymes with no fee dot com slash martin popoff hit that red support button and buy me a pint or a coffee on that front this week i would like to thank andy at black sugar transmission joe Beck at bel air expediting bruce campbell tim derling nicholas ermolovich david fisher darren kasaboski dennis lawson neil miller augustin garcia de paredes and brian sager thank you all very much uh you can go to martinpopoff.com for your book needs um 
I have uh, about 10 left of the Yes visual biography, about 30 left of the Nazareth visual biography. I took extras of those ones. Um, but those are running out soon. Uh, I will have back in stock shortly the Van Halen Unchained. And uh, what's the other one that I ran out of? Uh, Van Halen Unchained. Oh, yeah. The, the big ones coming back are the Flaming Telepath, Telepaths book, which continues to uh, generate interest. I'm always amazed at that. It's really cool. That's the one I did the prints for, and I've got a print offer in the back of that. And the Max Webster's coming back in print. So that's uh, going to be here uh, mid, mid-November. Um, so yeah, Max Webster, that is one people have been asking for for a long time. So that's coming back in print. Thanks again. Uh, go play some of this great uh, flying the flag for new wave of British heavy metal stuff. Again, especially the Angel Age. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.